Greetings and welcome to the Jewel Network Science Broadcasting Frequency. The Jewel Network is a radio frequency of continuous streaming science, knowledge, and wisdom which promotes and sustains the present evolutionary process of immortality and the unfolding of the God Self within an evolving planetary society on planet Earth. The Jewel Network is committed to broadcasting the sciences of life and the sciences of living by cultivating the mind of a scientist. You are being able to extract the very best the 21st century has to offer. You are listening to the Dr. Jewel's Neural Redesign Program and much, much more with your host physician, surgeon, microbiologist, preventative medicine, hygiene physician, and surgeon general, Dr. Jewel Pope. Greetings and welcome. How are you? And I'm so glad to be here. Welcome. Yes, I'm live. This is the J&R show. I'm Dr. Jewel. And I guess you may be wondering if you've been listening regularly. Sometimes the shows are pre-recorded. Sometimes they're live. And we are just working through what? The global reset. Yes, the global reset. We're post-allegedly pandemic. Now we are still in the global reset, maybe another year or so. And guess what? Mercury just turned retrograde a couple of days ago, so we have to deal with that also uh, for the next, mm, I think, 20 days. And so uh, for those of you who have not really paid much of attention, much attention, to the effects that everything has on us, wake up. Wake up and start paying attention because it doesn't require you to have to uh, deal with astrology or astronomy or any of these other things. I'm telling you, everything is connected. We are all connected. Every flea, every worm, every butterfly, every human, every mountain, every drop of water, we are all connected. And this is so important to learn during this time, during the global reset. And so once you can understand that, then you can begin to understand why it's important that you pay attention to who's around you, what's around you, how are the animals responding, the environment, the air, everything, and then guess what has the greatest effect on everything? your thoughts. So that's what we're going to talk about today a little bit. We're going to talk about the fact that your thoughts are a field of energy, that when interacting with energy from the environment becomes what? Geometry. It becomes physical in the third dimension. Your thoughts matter. Your thoughts are physical. Well, some of you may say, well, you know, I don't necessarily believe that. You know, I thought I should hit so-and-so on the other side of the room in the head. But it was just in my mind. I didn't walk over there and do it. Well, that's the question now you have to understand. Was it really in just your mind? It was not. And this is what we have to take responsibility for. So... I am going to be talking to you all day today about a couple of things, but you've got to get comfortable recognizing that 
there's a direct relationship between what you think and mass. And so this is why we talk about two things that should always be hand in hand. What is that? The dual neural redesign program that will restructure, recreate, reshape, re-empower your brain. So what? So the mind now has a field of mass that gives physicality to your thoughts. That's what the brain does for you. And that once that chemistry is made by your brain, it is energized, it radiates out through every tissue of your body as well as released into your bloodstream so that every cell knows what you're thinking. So this is very important. Now, if you're not thinking in terms of what we have talked about, the universal principle, you've got a problem because those thoughts may or may not be in alignment with the order of the universe, with the order of conscious, of the cosmos. And if it isn't, well, you just created turmoil, confusion, interact, in, in, interruption, and perhaps maybe a cessation and a deviation of how the energy flowing throughout the cosmos would normally be progressing. And you don't want to be responsible for that, do you? We've seen it happen over and over again. Great example, atomic bomb. What do you think that was? That was a group of people that came together, how they chose to uh, think, therefore how they chose to use energy to redirect it to create what? A geometric field known as a nuclear bomb that obviously was released on a certain area on planet Earth where people were living, and they caused mass destruction for generations. This is how powerful our brain is and our thoughts. So let's get busy, and right after our message, we'll get into the matter of this discussion. Your thoughts are geometry. Your thoughts are energy that forms geometric templates and interactions with all mass in the third dimension. I'll be right back. You are listening to the Jewel Network Science Radio Broadcasting Frequency. The Jewel Network provides the moral nutrition and stimulates expansion and evolution of the human brain, nervous system, and body. Remember, our source is a neuron. Okay, well, we're back, and yes, our source is a neuron. So we're going to go down story lane today because this discussion on a thought is energy that is transformed in geometry, into geometry affecting everything in the third dimension is a very, very heavy subject quantum physics, that aspect of science that deals with what? Light, geometry, and movement of energy is just opening up to be able to express in writing, in a literary context, 
what we're doing when we think. Come on with me, and I want you to know about this as we progress on. Some weeks I'm able to do our show live. Some I have not been able to do because what? I am the chancellor of the jewel, justifiably enchanted with enlightened living, University of Immortal Sciences for Immortal Living. And so, you know, as uh, one of my friends would say, this is no joke. This entire university is dedicated to you realizing and actualizing your immortality. Well, what does that have to do with me and the global reset? Well, obviously, depending upon how you have been interacting with this planet based on the first second that your physical body became activated by you as an energy field. You have to remember now, you literally are not physical, but you are animating and you have totally permeated the human tissue known as your body, and therefore you as a field of energy is now in control of what this representation of you in the third dimension can do and manifest in this dimension. Now, there's been lots of things that have been going on that I've observed which uh, disturbed me tremendously very early in my life. I did not understand why people were dying. I understand much better now, but the question that came into my mind years ago was, is this natural? Because it was such a contradiction that here we have these people that are walking around. Many of them are very attractive. Yes, many of them also look quite debilitated. And their bodies, for whatever reason, stop moving. They stop animating. They stop participating with all of us whose bodies we still had direct control over. But now I'm looking around at everything else. Why, for example, does a sequoia tree live for 2,500 years, 2,500 years? Why does a bristol cone pine tree live for 5,000 years? Why does the average oak tree live for 500 to 700 years? And I'm like, well, okay, well, you know, it's a tree, it's a tree, and what do we really know about trees then? And, you know, it's a litany of investigation that is not common to most people's everyday awareness. So let's look at something that's uh, more familiar. And we discovered, like, wow, you know, we have all these religions, and one of the religions that's so profound is that their first book is totally dedicated to people having, quote, very long lifespans. Now, the book that I'm referring to is known as the uh, Christian's Holy Bible, and they have their main book divided in two sections, okay, the New Testament and the Old Testament. And the Old Testament, as it has been labeled, is the first writings of the stories and the information and the discussion on universal principles that confirms that people were living 
hundreds and hundreds of years that people were not getting married until they were like over 120 years old. You know, they were basically then leaving their bodies 300, 400 years old. This is in the religious text. In the first chapter of the Old Testament, known as Genesis. And I'm like, well, that's interesting because they give these names and the chronology and everything of these people who have lived for hundreds and hundreds of years. Then we don't hear anything else about it. So my curiosity was like, well, how can this be that they've got this whole list of beings who live for hundreds and hundreds of years, they've gone around allegedly based on the story in this chapter here called Genesis and done all kind of things, but we don't hear anything about it. Well, did the people evaporate or what happened to them? Why nobody is able to actualize much of this anymore? So the question was, why can't they? And so when we really start looking at what's written in Genesis, their lifestyle and whatever. So people like, well, you know, they ate different foods and they thought differently and da-da-da-da and whatever else. And I was like, okay, well, why does that make a difference? Okay, how big a difference could that be? So that even pointed me to start going into, seriously, nutrition. Okay, well, you know, a pumpkin is a pumpkin is a pumpkin per se, why are the pumpkins today so different than they were 5,000 years ago? What happened? Do they look the same? We take pictures of them and they, but yeah, they do look basically the same, etc. So what was happening then with the chemistry? What was happening with the physical body? Still didn't find anything about what was happening with the state of consciousness, with the thinking. Now, one of the things that was strictly inferred in those books of Revelation, or should I say, of um, Genesis, and that was that they all agreed, thinking and their behavior, that they would be here for, quote, long periods of time. So what I've noticed now is that most people do not what think in terms of immortality. Most people won't even use the word. They won't even pronounce it out of their mouth. And if so, it's projected onto, you know, some movie or some uh, man-made created entity, but never upon the self. And what's so interesting is that the thoughts by most people today are very transitory. I was like, wow, that's interesting. Nobody ever thinks in terms of longevity, et cetera, for the human, you know. Why are the thoughts so superficial and transitory? Everything is about death and fleeting and whatever, et cetera. Okay, well, how does that affect one's existence? Well, when I started investigating at the quantum level, light level, about what does that mean if I think as an immortal and you think yourself as a uh, fugacious uh, entity that you are falling, that you are fleeting, 
you're not going to be here long. What does that actually do to the tissues of my body? And now that was the discovery. And so, again, my uh, sponsor is going to talk to you. I'll be right back. But this was profound. Watch your thoughts. I'll be right back. Humanity is experiencing a vast variety of disorders, HIV, sick virus, Ebola, hypertension, meningitis, STDs, Alzheimer's, COVID-19, and many others. These disorders are the result of not knowing how to live within and navigate the human body. Most of us have learned how to drive a car, but have yet to learn how to care for and navigate our body. Enroll into the Jewel University of Immortal Sciences for Immortal Living to learn how to navigate and maintain a disease-free body. Visit us at www.jewish.education or visit us on Facebook. Okay, please visit us on Facebook. And if you're just tuning in, hi, I am live. Yes, I am in the studio today, and we are talking about thoughts, energy, geometry, and mass. Yeah, so these are topics that definitely are, you know, discussed in the realm of quantum physics, but it's not a ubiquitous type of broadcasting as to what we know about what a thought is. Okay, now, again... This is story time, this this one show here, because I have to build up this reality of immortality in your mind, which is what a thought, which is what energy. All thoughts are composed of energy, photons, light. And when they are basically held persistent, they take on in the third dimension structure. And that structure follows laws that we talk about in their artistic or architectural form known as geometry. And in our language, we talk about them as written laws or universal principles. Now, I want to bring this to your attention here because I'm building here the pyramid of knowingness, knowledge, wisdom in your mind about what happens when you recognize that you are thinking. You should be recognizing that means that energy, light, photons are going through your brain and that you as a conscious entity are realizing that these beams of light, these photons, have information. And your conscious mind then now is recognizing that I am becoming aware that by me having, or should I say by creating and sustaining this flow of energy, through my awareness called thinking, something happens. And what happens will depends on what I'm thinking. It appears as though that this thinking quality that as I'm conscious of it that is being processed by, we're told, the brain, 
causes me to have sensations in my body, causes the body to function, causes the body to actually take on different forms and shapes because the same process that you think that a rabbit is cute, okay, that your cupcake tastes cute, or should I say is scrumptious to you, is also the same process by which you use to make your foot stand erect to support your body or to inform inform your body that you should have a seat in the chair. These reactions with light that you call thinking are nanoseconds. They happen so fast that we don't even really recognize it what it takes energetically for you to be able to stand up out of a chair, to sit down out of a chair, to go to the toilet, to walk to your car, sit down under the steering wheel, turn on the ignition, put your foot on the gas, and drive off. All of that is done through thought. The emission of waves of energy passing through the brain, and the brain does an awesome thing. What does it do? It actually translates and physicalizes, makes three-dimensional that thought, because thought is not three-dimensional. Three-dimensional only when it now is processed by the brain, which it didn't, which it then is transformed into a substance. We call these neuroproteins. We got all kind of names for them now. There's so much more information, and I'm going to talk about that over the shows that are coming up here. So you can know these terms because in just a blinking of the eye, you're going to be inundated with taking these neurotropics. That's what they're going to call, call them, neurotropics. That's their name. And if you take this one, it's going to make you basically uh, see better. You take this one over here, you can uh, have more flexibility in integration of math and numbers. If you take these two over here, it's going to allow you to have a prolonged focus. That is the capacity to hold a thought. They've got these nootropics all ready for you. But they have never, ever told you how they work in the physical three-dimensional world relative to your brain, relative to your mental body, and guess what? Relative to the order of structure in the third dimension, which is what? (laughs) Universal laws. I've been talking about universal laws for so long I've been telling people that you got to learn the laws of the universe. Oh, well, yeah, i got to take my driver's license test, so I need to study that. Or I'm taking this board exam for my, you know, MBA or whatever, so I've got to study that. You all want to learn every law that's necessary for whatever you want to achieve or you think that you want to get involved in, but you don't know the laws of the universe. You don't know why the sun stays what appears to be up in the sky, not crashing into us, or why the moon does likewise, why the water basically for the most part stays 
in its spaces on the surface of the earth unless we have what? A real energy ejection where now it rises up out of that space that we call a tsunami. So these phenomena, for the most part, are constant, but they're all energetic. And you consciously don't know why, but you should, because these are universal laws that these powerful, massive substances are obeying obeying on a regular basis. So I'm pausing here because I really want you to understand that this is important, more important than knowing what the last football games were or the last ping pong championships or soccer ball. And guess what? You have this huge brain, what I call a satellite on the top of your neck, so you can know it all. So, yeah, you can know all your uh, baseball history and scores, same thing with soccer and anything else. But then why don't you know universal law? Because this is how the energy that holds the third dimension together stays together because these are thoughts also. A law is a thought. Now, we're going to get into discussion later on about whose thinking is this, but we know one thing, it's reliable. That's why the sun is up in the sky as well as the moon, why these bodies of water that I just talked about usually stay in the areas uh, sculptured in the earth to hold these bodies of water, etc. Most of the time that you can rely on that, we call those laws, and they are fields of energy. But very few of us know much about them. And this is a problem. Why? Now, check this out. This is so interesting. This is a problem that we don't know universal law because the physical body is built and structured and functions on the content, the information of these laws relative to your own body. Now, you want me to say it a different way? I'm saying to you that every cell in your body, the organs that they've come together to unionize, literally, and do the same thing for a specific benefit of the entire body, all operate on these states of thought, these streams of energy that we call universal law. Now, what's been so interesting here is that we've been able to demonstrate that we can, when we can teach, instruct, support a human to change their thinking and think in terms of universal law or universal principles, their body tissue changes. Their blood chemistry changes. The function of the body changes, and guess what? They return into harmonious, wholesome states of existence, mentally, 
physically and emotionally. So they say that I'm in wonderful health now because I'm thinking in terms of universal principle, not based on what my mother taught me or not what I learned in school, but these principles that are alleged to keep all of these phenomena that allow planet Earth to stay consistent in her function and her relationship with herself, when I think in terms of those laws, I find that I come into harmony with her and everything else on the planet. Now I want you to understand, you can see Mother Earth as male or female if you want to. Personally, I don't. I see these mass structures as fields of energy. And so whether you want to give it a gender or not, I think that that's something that happens here amongst humans who still don't recognize order of thinking and how thinking in particular ways that are consistent with the energy flow of how energy moves through the body is beyond gender because the male body has to think this particular way too as well as the females to have a body that is enduring, that will spontaneously repair itself and will consistently be available for use based on your mind and what it is that you want that body to achieve for you. Now, I'll put a lot in this. It's important that you listen to it a couple of times. We're going to make sure that because you have to start learning these basic facts so that you are able to be in control of your present future. You want to be in control of your present future because when you're not, it's a reflection that you are lacking knowledge. That's the only issue. Nothing else. And so when you don't know these basic things because the robots, they understand what a thought is. They understand that it's a stream of energy carrying what? Information. That when it goes through their circuitry will cause certain parts of their body to take on unanimously particular behavior and function. And that's why we can get this repetitive, consistent behavior out of the robots because energy flowing through their circuitry, which in a human brain would be processed as a thought, is looked at as the same way when it goes through a microcircuit. But there's no equivocation about whether the extensions, the extremities, are going to take action on that information that has passed through their microcircuitry. It's understood that that's why it has passed through our microcircuitry for us to take action on that information in the third dimension. And this is a real big problem with humans because we have all kinds of thoughts that go through our mind. But our choices many times as to what we will allow ourselves to respond to creates problems. 
I tell you, things are moving, so it's time now to hear from our sponsors, and I'll be right back. Greetings and welcome to the Jewel Network Science Broadcasting Frequency. The Jewel Network is a radio frequency of continuous streaming science, knowledge, and wisdom which promotes and sustains the present evolutionary process of immortality and the unfolding of the God Self within an evolving planetary society on planet Earth. The Jewel Network is committed to broadcasting the sciences of life and the sciences of living by cultivating the mind of a scientist you are being able to extract the very best the 21st century has to offer. You are listening to the Dr. Jewel's Neural Redesign Program and much, much more with your host physician, surgeon, microbiologist, sensitive medicine, hygiene physician, and surgeon general, Dr. Jewel Poulton. Well, again, welcome. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Jewel Neural Redesign Show, previously known as the DJBP of the Dr. Jewel's uh, Brain Balancing Program. And everything is changing. And so the upgrade here, because we are upgrading you, is we are now redesigning the neurons, the structure, and the function of the human brain. Yes, we are. So now, Zach, a uh, bad thing. I heard some of you out there thinking, I don't, I don't want my brain to be redesigned. Oh, that's not true. And the reason why it's not true is because, oh, I'm so anxious and I just don't know what to do. And, you know, I'm having so many problems making decisions. And, you know, I'm just really not happy in my life and I'm not understanding why. You know, the money isn't flowing like it should be. And, you know, how do I get out of this job? So I'm just continuously making these statements of all these thoughts that people are projecting into their brain from their mind field that shows that they basically are needing information. And it also is showing that the brain is not able to consciously release the information that these individuals are seeking because it's repetitive. And they're asking and sending through their own brain the same questions over and over and over again. Well, what does that mean? When you are constantly asking yourself the same question and your brain, which is what? a massive, awesome satellite that does what? That receives and transmits information. Obviously, it's not able to receive the information. And relative to what? The concerns or questions they may have are not being transmitted properly so that the environment can respond or the individual doesn't have enough information and wherewithal to be able to see the answer that the environment is transmitting back to you. But whatever, it could be even beyond that, you're not able to get the answer. And what have we found? Now listen to this. What have we found? We found that the shape 
and the function of most humans' brains is abnormal. We have found that the function of most humans' brains is out of its normal geometric structure and shape. And so, therefore, the areas of the brain that should be permeable and be able to allow itself to transmit back to you as a soul being in consciousness, the answers to your question can't happen because a lot of your brain area is not functional and is not of its proper shape and architecture to produce the neurotransmitters needed for your blood as well as for your tissue to respond appropriately. Now, I've said a lot in this statement here, and I am going to repeat it in a different way so you can get it. We're going to start from the beginning that we stated earlier. One, thoughts are energy. They are not physical. They are energy, composed of what kind of energy? Well, we have been able, through quantum physics, to identify that the energy is at least of a photonic nature that has strong forces, weak forces, etc. as we break down those photons into their sub-atomic categories, gluons, bosons, etc., and if you haven't heard of these terms before, you've got to start studying because this is the quantum physical world of energy that is responsible for your existence as you don't know it. But for those of us who understand that everything is light, you've got to know this basic energetic anatomical structure of your beingness. Now, with every thought being energy, what does that mean to you if you're seeing yourself only as a physical body? Now, think about this, because we know that most people, when they think of themselves physically, don't interact well with most energies, most energies. So you can feel coldness, obviously, if the electrical frequency is strong enough, you'll feel the electrical shock. Okay, heat is a form of energy, the electromagnetic spectrum. If that's intense enough, you'll feel that. Okay. Coldness, definitely a form of energy. And if it is void of such in that own particular way, you'll feel that because the tissues will recoil. So we know that most of the energy that we're in, we're not aware of it. We could be, but a lot of the brain has not been allowed to completely evolve so that it can give you its response to the environment that you're in, the energy that you're in. And so therefore, these areas of the brain that have not been, quote, awakened, or evolved 
cultivated, if you want to use the terms, are not of their ideal anatomical structure and shape. Yeah, so it's like a person that has, quote, a club foot. And so when we basically and rearrange the location of the phalanges, okay, and the metatarsals, et cetera, the foot now becomes applicable where they can stand and walk on it. The same thing with the brain. So they tell you, oh, well, you know, you're using your brain. Are you really using it? I mean, it's taking up oxygen and water and nutrients from the bloodstream, et cetera, but consciously are you using it? And the answer is, no, you're not. Well, how do we know that? Well, we know that most humans on the planet operate their body from the what we call animal circuits of the brain, the posterior aspect of the brain that harbors the first, second, and third circuit of the brain that was contributed to us by lower organisms, reptilian brain, the soy brain, the avian brain, all of that was contributed to our brain from reptiles, from the insect world, as well as from the bird world. But we don't look like any of that, of sorts. And it's because we have more brain on top of, or what we want to use the term, above that, that has different qualities that the DNA that has formed, that is your archive, library, for your tissues, is in need and would be expressed differently than the brain segments of the lower animals that are the foundation for the evolved human brain. Now, this part of the brain is considered and labeled as the neo, neo, Latin for new, cortex. That's where the human body is to operate from, the neocortex, okay? Not from the cerebellum and the brainstem. But we don't get much teachings on that either. So what I'm telling you here is, is that not until we can bring the neocortex into its proper architectural design. All of those cells have to take a different shape so that they can hold a quantum, a particular amount of energy that contains consciousness of which now you as a field of consciousness can integrate with and know the information in that energy field. That's called learning and awareness. So without this happening, that information and these areas of the brain that could process all of this, you're unconscious to. You can't take action on it, and you don't. Because I'm telling you, just as well as I'm here talking to you, that you would never, under any circumstance, enjoy another human body that you knew looked like yours. It doesn't matter whether it has a penis on it or a vagina. It doesn't matter whether it's four feet tall 
or eight feet tall, if it has the same geometry, one head, a thorax, upper extremities, lower extremities, hands and feet, you would never, ever destroy it. Never. Which means that since we have that kind of interaction going on all the time, what's wrong with these humans that don't recognize their own geometry? They can't see their own geometry reflecting to them in front of them by another person. And that's because of the architectural geometrical distortions in their brain where the mind that normally would be processed through those areas of the brain is not happening and the neurotransmitters that would be made by those areas of the brain if they were in their proper contextual architectural design would make the neurotransmitters so that the body would know, oh, this is what we're supposed to do because the body understands chemistry. It doesn't understand a thought. The body works on three-dimensional architecture. Thoughts are not three-dimensional. This is what you've got to start learning about yourself. So the JNR does what? Allows all of the three-dimensional cells forming your three-dimensional body to come into its proper arrangement and architecture design relative to the collection of cells in a particular area of the body. We have geometry that works for all different organs. But right now we are focusing on the brain tissue because the brain tissue is the master computer that allows the bloodstream to carry the qualities needed so that every cell forming the physical body will know what to do, how to behave, access its own what DNA library to allow you to have the experience that you say you want. You want to be able to walk through the wall? You can do that, but not if the brain doesn't have the proper architecture to create the neurotransmitters so that the tissues know that's what you want and will raise their vibrational rate so that three-dimensional structures are evanescent to cells that are vibrating at a higher rate. They can go right through that. Now, that's all quantum physics, and it has all its own language and mathematics, et cetera. We can do that for you at a later date, but you just got to get this basic information straight. Your thoughts are energy. Your thoughts through your brain manifest in the third world, in the third dimension. Therefore, because they came from you, they have your energetic signature that everything that those thoughts manifest architecturally in the third dimension also will return to you. And you're like, well, I don't know what happened, you know. You know, they just reacted like that toward me. Yeah, they did, because that's what you were thinking. Oh, my goodness. My time is almost gone, you know. I don't have many minutes left, but I wanted you to understand today that your thoughts are energy, and energy is architecture, 
An architecture in the third dimension determines what? Function. So how are you not going to ensure that the thoughts that you think are being processed properly through structures in the physical body that are designed to accurately actually translate into chemistry your thoughts. And so the highest thoughts, so interesting, uh, is universal law. So I was just doing a little study here before I came to the microphone because your thoughts and their manifestation is just like a loom, L-O-O-M, and weaving to manifest three-dimensional structure in the third-dimensional world. And what makes what we call the uh, war of the loom, and it is the energy of universal principles. So how are you going to weave an awesome life here in the third dimension when you don't know the universal laws that are part of the loom as well as understand what a thought is and how it's processed and capped in the actual loom itself to manifest as a reality in the third world? This is what you have to learn and understand. So the process of the dual neural redesign that then reshapes, restructures, reinvigorates the neurons of your brain to be able to process the energy that you look at as a thought so that it can be literally transmitted translated into its first level of existence in the physical body as neurotransmitters. And that's what the blood does. It carries all these neurotransmitters, which are the first level of the physicality of your thoughts throughout the body so the body will know what to do. That's the order of how this functions. So we all should take a deep breath on this because this is very important information that has never been given to you. So when you think of a thought, what do you think happens? Okay, some people say, oh, I'm going to take that thought back. Well, can you? Because the neurophysiological architecture I just described to you is that you can't because it's now a part of the bloodstream that has been released into all your tissues and absorbed by the tissues. So behind that, you can project another thought that says no. No is a neurochemical that would release into the bloodstream all the tissues that know that there is certain reactions that should cease. And so therefore, the cells in the body can now immediately be told that they are not to take action on that neurochemistry created by the brain, carried by the bloodstream to all the cells in your body, 
or not. But the thought is a done deal. And so, again, what's so wonderful about universal principle is that if that's the way you think at all times, you don't have to worry about hoping that your thought could possibly do harm or possibly be out of order or possibly is not in your best interest, et cetera, because you wouldn't even create those kind of energy fields. This is so important for you to comprehend at this time. So when we just zoom out and we look at the gross level of what's happening in our lives and you're constantly being warned about wars and, you know, conflict between people and organizations and, you know, Mother Earth is telling you to get off me, you know. So, therefore, the environment doesn't support you. The fire doesn't support you. The heat doesn't support you. The water doesn't support you. The land won't stay under your feet. And it's all because of how you are thinking. And the reason why is because it is not consistent with the energy field of laws that hold this planet stable. It's just that simple. So you want to talk about uh, earth changes, et cetera? Well, here they are. Look at your mind and look at what you're thinking and what you're not thinking. Read the universal laws and recognize that, oh, I'm not thinking about any of this. I'm not understanding the mirror principle. I do not understand abundance, you know. I could barely, you know, pick from my card note last week, but the natural law is, universal law is abundance is the natural state of affairs. So now you could think the natural law, abundance is the natural state of affairs, or you can continue to think that, you know, we're in a recession and a depression and all these things. Your choice. But you make that neurotransmitter that is going to tell your tissues carried by your own blood to whether they should get information out of their DNA to change their function, to change their capabilities, or not. You made the choice. And especially when you know that it's something that you don't want to experience. If you read and learn the universal principles, you want to have all of that in your life. Yes, you do. Because your tissues will last. Now we're coming home to my original statement. Here we go back to the chapter of Genesis. Your thoughts are not consistent with the structure of your body. This is an energetic issue that you incite based on your thinking that is not consistent with the energy fields that build the third dimension. And you've got to learn something different. First of all, we've got to change the architecture and the structure of the brain. We do that really easy with the JNR. And then the next thing is attending classes and courses that teach the universal principles. Two simple things for you to do. And by doing that, I guarantee you, you will change the function of your body and you will change your lifespan. Real simple. So, oh my goodness, our time is up. Is that right? 
Okay. Yeah, we only have one minute and 43 seconds. So, again, join us. JewelNeuroRedesign.com. J-E-W-E-L Neuro-Redesign.com. Join us at the Jewel University of Immortal Sciences for Immortal Living, and you'll find out about our Universal Principal classes Sunday as well as on Thank Friday. you for listening to the Jewel it's Network Science Broadcast Speakers. Next week, Join Dr. Bye-bye. Jewel here each Monday at 5 p.m. on the Jewel Network, hosted by the JewelNetwork.com and Jewel University of Immortal Science for Immortal Living, Jewish. For our complete broadcast schedule and additional information to purchase products, please visit our website, www.jewelnetwork.com. If you'd like to contact us, please send your email to info at thejewelnetwork.net. Thank you. This broadcast is under full copyright and trademark protection owned by the House of Jewels. This broadcast in its entirety nor any part of this broadcast can be reproduced, copied, or transcribed, placed into podcast format, placed into MP3 format, or suspended, or any other internet digital location without express permission from the House of Jewels, Washington State, USA. To reproduce or suspend this broadcast or any digital location other than the Jewel Network is prohibited and legal proceedings will follow accordingly. Thank you for listening.